Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. What a start we've had to the 2017 Formula One season. Kunal, I'm so excited. This episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast is going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And after a really long wait, Formula One actually did not disappoint me as much. I don't know about a lot of other Formula One fans. And more importantly, Ferrari and Sebastian Vettel did not disappoint. I think all of us are as shocked, but they have drawn first blood this season. Yes, thank you so much for winning Ferrari and Sebastian Vettel. You have actually spiced up the season at the best possible time. And there's so much of positive chatter and there is just so much more to look forward to. And I think all those Ferrari fans who've been hibernating all these years are finally back, you know, in full (laughs) action. Kunal, you know, though I was very excited about the race, I am still disappointed. You know, with the cars lapping much quicker this season, like we know, the race seemed shorter too. And in fact, I checked, the total race time in 2016 was 20 minutes longer than 2017. (laughs) So basically, we were deprived of 20 minutes of Formula (laughs) 1. That's an interesting stat and I hope uh, 2016 wasn't marred by any wet weather patches. But that's actually something we should you know, lobby Liberty Media to actually do because they are in fact now making positive changes towards the sport. Yes, FIA, Liberty Media, we know y'all are tuning in. Guys, please increase the race distance. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, Kunal, though that suggestion works very well for all of us fans, the one team that will not be happy about that is McLaren. You know, (laughs) a longer race makes it harder for them to get to the finish line. (laughs) And this is when they just about managed to make it to the finish line in Australia. Damn it. But our want and our need for a longer race is so much in sync with what we always keep saying. We want more of Formula 1. Longer races, more races, more teams, more drivers. And then, of course, there is this whole thing of more overtaking, what I call as the bane of Formula 1. I read this uh, online that the Australian Grand Prix had all of two overtakes, you know, not counting all the shuffling that happened in the opening lap. And the top five did not overtake at all for track position. And the top five included Max Verstappen. (laughs) (laughs) That said, this first race showed us the challenge to pass new cars and the ability. And this was something that fake Charlie Whiting said. Very interesting. (laughs) The fake Charlie Whiting Twitter handle, that's one Twitter handle we would absolutely recommend you follow. And by the way, since we're on the topic of overtaking, Esteban Ocon's overtaking moment with Fernando Alonso and Nico Hulkenberg in it was absolutely epic. And that's what earned him his first Formula 1 point. <laughs> That's what I call actually earning a Formula One point. <laughs> and it got him some massive amounts of recognition, you know, like yeah, what that two a in his move. first race. Three cars into one corner, that is such a visual treat for us fans. <laughs> Uh, So, Liberty Media has said that they'll relook at the DRS wing post-China, which basically means that they'll see if the DRS can actually be used 
to get cars closer to each other and not the removal of the system altogether. So I'm a little disappointed, but if it brings the cars closer and enables some close quarter racing, why not? Guys, so we have a lot to discuss in this week's episode. And here's a quick preview of what you all can look forward to. So we'll take a look at the Australian Grand Prix and we'll tell you what worked and what didn't work. We're also going to bring to you the funniest snippets of the race. So guys, we promise you a lot of laughs. <laughs> That's like being true to our DNA. <laughs> and then we'll also tell you which Formula 1 driver is nicknamed Chili, how Ferrari could actually make Raikkonen go quicker, and how Portugal is interested in a one-night stand with Formula 1. Hmm, Kunal. <laughs> <laughs> also, you'd have noticed that we have a new intro to this week's episode. In fact, we're going to carry it through for the next or rather for this whole season. So thank you to the Wanderer duo. They're Formula One fans. They're listeners of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. And more importantly, they are very, very talented sound producers, engineers. Okay. They're based in Mumbai. So Amit and Razik, thank you for a fantastic tune. Thank you, guys. It is amazing. And we're so happy to be truly fan-powered. <laughs> Some more good news, we're also available on video this season, you know, if you all want to put a face to our voice and all of that. Our partnership with First Post has extended further. Guys, check out our Facebook page for the Australian Grand Prix videos. Oh yes, absolutely. I've had such an amazing and a hectic weekend. We did post-qualifying <laughs> and we did post-race analysis and you guys should totally check us out on, on the Facebook page. And uh, coming back to the Australian Grand Prix, despite just two overtakes, and that seems like a fairly low number, uh, I was pretty excited during the Australian Grand Prix. So I'm not sure because it was the first race or because it was a Mercedes versus a Ferrari. And although I must tell you, it's a little too early to call it a Ferrari versus Mercedes fight through the season. In fact, Kunal, like they traded the favourite tag after pre-season testing, they're now going ahead and trading the fastest team tag post-race. That's quite a tongue twister. <laughs> but it was very cheeky of Ferrari because they were sandbagging all the way till Q2. And I remember everyone wondering why Sebastian Vettel purposely slowed down in the third sector. And That so means they knew they were so quick. <laughs> And eventually, it's all good because it worked out in their favor. Otherwise, it would have looked just plain stupid. And, you know, we all know how we pounce onto Ferrari for one silly mistake. <laughs> I was going to say, after last season, they're used to looking plain stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Although it seems that uh, Ferrari forgot to inform Kimi Raikkonen to stop sandbagging. <laughs> <laughs> Ferrari was not the only team sandbagging. McLaren Honda sandbagged too, if I may say so. <laughs> They managed a full race distance with both their cars. Okay, well, almost a full race distance with Fernando Alonso. But honestly, after managing only 11 laps at a go in pre-season testing, this is a huge step forward to the team. Of course, uh, Stoffel Randoon finished 13th and last and Alonso is of course upset and we already know why. I think they'll just take heart in the fact that they weren't the first team to retire in 2017. Against <laughs> all odds, I may add. <laughs> and we, we really thought that they would be, you know. We yeah. had our McLaren jokes ready, <laughs> which we're now not going to be able to use. Let's, let's it. put it this way. We had all indications, much like McLaren, Honda, Alonso and Van Doon did, that <laughs> McLaren could have been the first or should have been the first team to retire in 2017. I think Fernando Alonso is also happy that he won't be the first person retiring into this season <laughs> because that title obviously goes to Felipe Massa. <laughs> 
एनीवे कुनाल लेट्स क्विकली टॉक अबाउट व्हाट वर्क्ड एंड व्हाट डिंट वर्क एट द ऑस्ट्रेलियन ग्रांड प्री What didn't work is what I'm going to pick first because it's always fun to play a critique. Of course, Kunal. <laughs> so for me, teething issues in for- with Formula One, the new TV graphics were all over the place, and we had an aborted start too. I've been waiting for this restart for like four months, and Kunal, after all that build-up, it was such an anti-climax. <laughs> like wait two more minutes for the restart. The start itself was also an anti-climax. I was rooting for you know Vettel to take. Hamilton at the start that didn't happen that happened later on in the race yeah and i remember seeing the replays so uh, the entire pack almost started in unison and not a single driver struggled i can almost imagine them discussing this during the drivers briefing you know they would have said let's show that software or no software where formula 1 drivers for a reason <laughs> something like that So to add to what didn't work I would say both the finished drivers didn't really work for me in Australia and while everyone seems increasingly pleased with Bottas especially Mercedes and personally I don't think Bottas wouldn't and shouldn't be pleased with himself and uh, I don't know why but I feel Bottas needs to focus on replacing Hamilton in the Mercedes team and not Nico Rosberg I'm happy to give him a few more races to prove himself. Yeah, he's got three more races. <laughs> Only three so. <laughs> more races. So yes, Kimi Raikkonen had a fairly boring race, but he had the fastest lap of the race if that counts for anything. Yeah, and uh, he's now actually some second overall in terms of fastest laps, maximum fastest laps. Of course, behind the great Michael Schumacher. He said something quite funny. He said that he was in nowhere land, <laughs> and he blamed the car setup for his uh, woes in the race. I don't know where he gets all these quotes from, but awesome. <laughs> Though, as a Kimi Raikkonen fan, Kunal, I am disappointed. He finished eleven seconds off Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, I mean, he's found and he's found a supporter in Nicky Lauda, so that says something. So while most of us are hoping for Vettel versus Hamilton in the season ahead. I am secretly hoping for a Raikkonen versus Hamilton. Kunal, I know you are too because Raikkonen featured pretty high in your list of predictions for this season. Yeah, and uh, honestly, I don't know what will be more epic, whether it's a Vettel Hamilton fight or a Raikkonen Hamilton fight. Or a Vettel Raikkonen fight for that matter. I take that. <laughs> and I can almost bet that Formula 1's viewership will go up if Kimi Raikkonen ends up being a title contender this year. And so will the sales at his karaoke bar. <laughs> <laughs> and like one of our listeners and very active Facebook uh, followers said that perhaps Ferrari needs to affix an ice cream or something to a stick in the front of his helmet to motivate Kimi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Tim for that and uh, I'm going to add the harsh cars to what else didn't work and in Australia. I'm of course disappointed for Romain Grosjean not so much so for Kevin Magnussen. And like we said on the video maybe Formula 1 should have a rule that if one car or or the stronger driver retires from uh, the race they could allow the team to swap the car with the not so strong driver and maybe Romain Grosjean would have probably done better then possibly <laughs> Renault didn't work either and I mean the engine as well as the team quite a disappointing race Yeah and talking of the team so Nico Hulkenberg said that they are targeting a world championship in 2019 so basically they are in not too much of a hurry right now <laughs> <laughs> but their customer team Red Bull Racing will be worried so Max Verstappen finished 5th respectable but Kunal he was 30 seconds off the pace 
Ricciardo's reliability issues also deprived us of seeing him on yeah, track. Yeah, it was such a shame. Home race, home fans, and that's when he absolutely ran out of luck. Well, hopefully, all I can say is that I hope all his bad luck got used up in this one race, <laughs> and I hope that he has a, a a great season ahead. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this year, in fact, so the Albert Park circuit had a Ricciardo grandstand and Ricciardo's new merchandise was launched as well. So a bit of a mixed bag of a weekend, uh, you know, if you consider the brand Ricciardo, I'd say. And the Shui bar, lest we forget. <laughs> but damn, there'd be so many fans disappointed in those grandstands. So for all the polarizing views for almost every driver on the grid, I am still to come across someone who doesn't like Daniel Ricciardo, you know, says a lot. <laughs> you know, if they are there, they are probably Dutch at the moment. <laughs> the Dutch haters of Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> Well, for me, yes, the cars are fast, but I think that the gaps between the teams, that is just too big. Mercedes and Ferrari are close for sure, and then Red Bull Racing is a second off the pace. Yeah, that's worrying. And then a second off, a further second off is the midfield, and then McLaren are like four seconds further <laughs> off. <laughs> so, uh, Sebastian Vettel lapped all the way to seventh place, that's Sergio Perez in the Force India. And frankly, I expect the gaps to narrow down as the season progresses, though. Reliability, too. So, we had one-third of the grid retiring in Australia. And uh, I doubt the percentage will remain as high as the season progresses and, team figure out, <laughs> and teams figure out their cars. <laughs> Kura, let's now talk about what worked in the Australian Grand Prix. Quite obviously, Ferrari's strategy. And I must tell you, I was just so nervous. So, when... Ferrari decided to let Vettel be on track after Hamilton pitted. I was like, oh my God. The usual feeling is that do exactly opposite of what Ferrari you know, planned to do or Ferrari end up doing. And I'm just so glad that it eventually worked out for them after all those uh, issues they had last season. Finally got their strategy right. <laughs> what also worked was Max Verstappen. So he actually had no role to play in the Grand Prix. But then suddenly he had this starring role out of nowhere. Such a <laughs> wild card. <Yeah. laughs> Toro Wolff's hand-banging video. I think that worked for the sport, if not so much for Mercedes. <laughs> They've gone viral and, you know, this bears well for a Formula 1 season ahead. Because a lot of fans would have just seen that video and been like, damn, I'm missing something. <laughs> And then, of course, there was Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton as well. Both really worked well for the Australian Grand Prix. Brilliant racing. And like David Coulthard said, that these two drivers have got the body language indicating that they know they're fighting for the Drivers' Championship this season. And Sebastian Vettel's shaved beard might have done the trick, like he joked in the Formula 1 fan forum that was pre-race. <laughs> <laughs> and Mercedes and Ferrari have worked well for the World Constructors' Championship. Yeah, I wonder if, uh, you know, Mercedes will end up spending the hundreds of millions like Ferrari, play, you know, uh, did to play catch-up. And talking about the Constructors' Championship, of course, we have Ferrari up there and then Mercedes. But the worrying point, again, is Red Bull Racing are already uh, one-third of the points of the leaderboard. Anyway, Mercedes have promised to react and it seems... At this moment that they are clearly not used to competition. I'm sure they're not. You know, it's taken three full seasons for someone to catch <laughs> up with them. And we're not sure if this catch-up is also permanent. Yeah, but I must admit that I am very impressed with Mercedes's reaction post-race. So, they accepted defeat graciously. They shot down questions asking if they erred with Hamilton's tyre strategy. What 
social media went on a rampage on Lewis Hamilton himself was quite the sportsman yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was on the radio complaining about grip for both his tire stints and kunal that's going to make me ask the question is is ferrari better on their tires than mercedes well they were better in australia that's evident and uh, uh, what was even more important was when sebastian vettel could stay with hamilton in the opening stint while hamilton couldn't really do that in the second stint so this is actually very good signs uh, to feed for a ferrari versus mercedes battle for the rest of the season in case i didn't mention it before i am very excited <laughs> but for all their bonuses and hype and iconic status ferrari hadn't won in australia for 10 years kunal 10 years that is insane <laughs> <laughs> and then again they'll now be boosted by superstition as well so the driver winning in australia has won the drivers championship more often than not so let's talk about the pink force indias and the superman themed toro rossos they worked well too and they both scored double points like yes, good job yes that's fantastic i mean that bears well for the midfield battle and uh, fernando alonso he had a good race as well he was in p10 almost till the very end and can you imagine a mclaren honda which is usually like 3 4 seconds off the pace he was holding on till the very end to p10 i wish he'd made it to the finishing line yeah, that would be awesome <laughs> and to think of it his retirement was because of a mclaren failure and not a honda <laughs> failure so i think honda's yes. going to be breathing the, a sigh of relief pension gave away <laughs> massa sixth place uh, pretty standard consistent i'd say williams of course was still the fastest pit crew in the pit lane and i'm wondering which of these two pieces of news is more exciting for the team <laughs> i think the fact that lance stroll did not crash is the most exciting news for williams <laughs> and the fact that lance stroll managed to make up so many places quite unexpectedly yeah i think the opening lap first corner he he had some six overtakes because he went right into the inside and just like flat spotted his tire while outbreaking everyone else that but that guy certainly makes an impact <laughs> <laughs> Finally we have to commend Pirelli. So it seems that even after some 3-4 seasons they have cracked a good formula on tire and Sebastian Vettel being able to chase Hamilton down while in dirty air in the opening stint is good testimony to their work and like drivers have been saying they are able to stay in attack mode much longer than before. So thank you Pirelli. Thank you guys like awesome. <laughs> This brings us to my favorite part of the podcast. We're going to talk about the fun and the humorous parts of the race. <laughs> so if I had to pick like my most fun part of the race, I'm going to say Nico Rosberg's tweets. <laughs> his his rivalry with Lewis Hamilton is still playing out and of course Nico Rosberg remembers and he's having that last laugh. <laughs> he remembers uh, how Sebastian Vettel helped him win in Abu Dhabi last year. and um, you know i'm sure he is secretly or not so secretly rooting for sebastian <laughs> vettel <laughs> yeah and uh, actually i thought you would pick uh, max verstappen's radio moment with red bull racing you know when he went and he asked the team how fast is the fastest lap of the race and the team responded saying very fast <laughs> <laughs> vettel's way is from whining to winning you know kunal that was supposed to be the uh, title of this week's episode that was a very cool pun that you thought of but i think we've overused it <laughs> <laughs> i think all of formula 1 has overused it and uh, we actually can't forget the weber vettel podium romance that we saw it was so much fun by the way weber had predicted a sebastian vettel victory if you remember <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's when I actually thought that Mark Webber was a little too mad. <laughs> he was probably just being sarcastic is what I thought. One of those Australian humor moments. So I read this somewhere that maybe Fernando Alonso should retire before the Spanish Grand Prix and then appear on the podium as an interviewer. That's the fastest way to the podium for Alonso at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> also, here's something interesting from the saga of McLaren and Honda and Alonso. So one of our favorite listeners, Gunjan, hey Gunjan, he put it extremely well. So he asked the question, will Alonso leave first from McLaren Honda? Or will Honda leave first from McLaren Alonso? <laughs> <laughs> he actually said, will Honda leave Alonso's McLaren? Or, Alonso's McLaren, or, or something yes. to that effect. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to pan out, but uh, I don't think anyone knows how this is going to pan out. The whole McLaren Honda Alonso saga. So the other interesting part is how Max Verstappen has clearly made an impact on Formula 1. So first he made the sport look so simple that they went ahead and changed the cars. They thought, let's make the cars tougher to drive. So <laughs> parts of 2017 regulations are thanks to Max Verstappen. Then they went ahead and banned the Verstappen move, which we all actually love to see, which they have now unbanned. I'm wondering if he won the driver of the day in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really check that stat. Yeah, <laughs> but world championship or not, Max Verstappen is clearly dominating Formula One, sign of the yeah. times to come. <laughs> yeah, and it's a little bit of a shame that he had a silent race in Australia. So even with Alonso, Raikkonen, Vettel, Ricciardo, Hamilton and all these awesome other drivers on the grid, Ross Brown thinks that Formula One needs a Michael Schumacher kind of hero. Kunal, I think he forgets that we have Max Verstappen <laughs> and we have Baby Shumi on the grid too, actually. Yeah, I think Ross Brown is just very nostalgic and he loves those, he loves reliving his Ferrari days with Michael. <laughs> I'm sure he was the happiest, you know, when the German-Italian combination of yeah, anthems played the in The Michael Australia. Schumacher anthem moment, as I like he to call it. He must have been like <laughs> weeping with nostalgia. And uh, staying still on Max Verstappen, so his former teammate, Carlos Sainz Jr., he has revealed that his nickname is Chili and that his friends call him Chili. That's a little strange. <laughs> Kunal, you'll be surprised or not so surprised to know that one of the spiciest varieties of chilies, it's called Super F1 Chili. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm sure his friends didn't really look up the Chili Dictionary or the Chili <laughs> Chilipedia before nicknaming him, nicknaming him that. But then by that logic, Verstappen should be called the chili of Formula 1 just because he's just so spicy all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and finally, interesting news. Portugal has shown interest in hosting a non-championship Grand Prix for Formula 1. Like the good old days, you know, speaking <laughs> of nostalgia. <laughs> and honestly, to me, that's like a one-night stand rather than a fully blown relationship. So... <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning everyone. We really hope you enjoyed our post-race episode. Like we said, there are tons of videos on our Facebook page. Please do remember to go there and see them. And if you've not already subscribed to us on Audioboom or on iTunes, this is the very moment to go and claim your weekly dose of Formula One humor. See you next week.